This is Midwest Money with Anthony Mayhew from Guardian Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over a decade of experience serving clients and families, Anthony provides his clients the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Midwest Money with Anthony Mayhew. Hi, and welcome to Midwest Money, your weekly show that discusses topics and issues of Wall Street and how they relate to folks here on Main Street. Our show is meant to offer a common sense approach to understanding some of the challenges surrounding finances, investments, taxes, and of course, planning for retirement. Thanks for tuning in and please remember to subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and you can also check us out online at MidwestMoneyRadio.com or call our offices toll-free at any time at 877-797-4347. My name is Anthony Mayhew, and I'm excited to be here with you. Today's episode looks at some of the changes to the rules for retirement accounts that were put into law as part of the Setting Up Every Community for Retirement Enactment Act also known as the SECURE Act. The SECURE Act passed uh, through Congress in late 2019 and was signed into law by President Trump in December of last year, right after Christmas. We'll highlight some of the changes. Um, These changes had a a, a potentially dramatic effect um, on how some individuals planned for retirement and how they treated their retirement accounts, how they were used, and for a lot of people um, could have a big impact on how their retirement strategy was set up, depending on some of your goals and uh, uh, some of the work that you've already completed. You know, in my opinion, one of the biggest changes to the SECURE Act uh, that was introduced was how IRAs are treated uh, after the account holder passes away. Under the prior rules, many individuals use IRAs as part of their estate plan. Um, A lot of our clients did. It was something that we talked quite a bit about. Any of you who know me know that one of my favorite things in retirement planning up until last year was the stretch IRA. Um, In a July uh, of last year article, uh, from Barron's, they talked about the stretch IRA and, you know, it's about to snap under the SECURE Act. Um, we saw this coming and, and, and we talked about um, some of the effects of the SECURE Act and, and specifically the stretch IRA and uh, the modification or some would argue the elimination of the, the original stretch IRA. Um, so the article from 2019 or from 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 uh, July really did a good job, in my opinion, of explaining how IRAs uh, were used in the past for estate planning, how investors were able to pass on the proceeds of, of, of their retirement accounts, of their IRAs uh, to their beneficiaries. Um, a lot of times we used grandchildren as that target beneficiary, and a lot of it came around uh 
um, the way stretch IRAs and, and, and inherited IRAs were structured, um, specifically using mortality tables of the beneficiary. Obviously, a grandchild's uh, mortality is going to be a lot higher, and they're going to have a much bigger mortality table than, say, um, a client's direct children there. Um so realizing some of the strong tax advantages for uh, for, for uh, beneficiaries, specifically, again, the, the grandchildren with a uh, uh, higher amortization schedule on, on the mortality there, um, each one of the IRAs uh, that are that are in existence. So any IRA that exists has a required minimum distribution, also known as RMD. Um for under the old rules, you know, um, RMD started at 70 and a half um, when the client reached 70 and a half or um, if they inherited one of these stretch IRAs. Um, the age for RMDs is now extended to age 72, also part of the, the, the legislation here under the SCARE Act. Um, but while grandchildren would still have to take RMDs in the scenario that they are the beneficiary of these uh, IRAs. What has changed is the RMD schedule uh, previously would allow that grandchild to take distributions over the life expectancy over their over their lifetime. And uh, under the new rules, grandchildren still can t take that as a distribution. They're still required to take uh, or still take that as, as an inheritance and still are unilaterally required to take those required minimum distributions or RMDs. But uh, due to their younger age, they're now basing those distributions or excuse me due to the new changes in legislation the distribution period is over a 10-year period of time uh with few exceptions in lieu of the lifetime uh expectancy of that of that beneficiary obviously this has uh, some pretty pretty harsh and significant tax consequences or creates a new tax liabilities for the beneficiary and really blows up some of the planning that uh a lot of folks have created up until this point. Um, you know, for a lot of people, we were talking about, you know, and by and large, obviously, there's much more that goes into this. But for the average person, we were looking at generation skipping as far as uh, qualified assets, your your IRA, your 401k, and stepping that down to the grandchildren and using this, this stretch IRA concept um, to mitigate tax liability and stretch that taxes over multiple generations. Unilaterally, we were also looking at life insurance to provide long-term care. Um, and again, leaving that, if not utilized for long-term care, to the children, to the to the uh, second generation, um, allowing them a tax-free beneficiary or a tax-free inheritance uh, that they could turn around and uh, utilize to pay off debt, uh, become uh, debt-free, pay for college, you know, pay off the mortgage, that sort of thing, and leaving the uh, tax advantage growth accounts to the grandchildren. That still works to an extent, but the problem is now what we were using as 30, 40-year models of distribution to the grandchildren over their mortality um, has now been shortened to 10 years. And so there's just not a mathematical way that we can extract that kind of, of, of distribution over now a much more limited time frame um, and still 
participate and actualize the 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 tax benefits uh, that we would have 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 gained in, in in other situations. And so we're kind of looking at how do we how do we adopt how do we how do we adapt how do we overcome and uh, uh, where do we go. So. Um, you know, one of the issues that that kind of presents itself is now we're looking at um, as, as we look at, at at the planning model and look at this in a much more comprehensive approach. What kind of tax liability are we now creating for Generation Two for the for for the children of our clients? Now that we have to distribute this this uh, inheritance over a 10 year period of time, whether you give this to a grandchild or you give this directly to your children, um, the smaller distribution schedule is going to require or, or, or rather assume a, a higher tax liability or potentially could. Um, and it's something now we have to be more cognizant of and, and be able to plan around. Not only are we creating a, a higher tax liability for the estate, but we could potentially be creating a higher tax liability um, for everybody else down the road as well as as these dollars continue to move multiple generations here. So, you know, at the end of the day, look at it this way. Um, this was a way that the United States government uh, was able to increase tax revenues um, because of the Secure Act. It, 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 it and, and the changes we create more tax revenue on the distributions, um, and it makes up for several of the other changes that did take uh, place also in the Secure Act. You know, um, one of the things we saw was was again RMDs moving from seventy and a half to seventy two. This uh, now creates a, a period of time that the federal government is no longer accepting or no longer are getting uh, taxable income on the distributions that started, you know, a year and a half prior. And so um, they're making up for it with the, with the SECURE Act here, or, or rather the, the uh, modification of the stretch IRA. Um, it's not all doom and gloom, though. Um, let's talk about some of the positives. Um, there are a lot of positives. Moving the uh, RMDs back to 72 is positive for a lot of people. One of the other things that was really unique about the SECURE Act is it allowed for small businesses to work together to uh, uh, sponsor a retirement plan for all of their employees. It created uh, a, a real clear pathway to allow a lot of small businesses to be able to do this. It uh, re relieved some of the burdens and liabilities and, and red tape that might have prevented some of these folks from doing this uh, in, in, in the past. And it also uh, gave us a facet to, to again, uh, create a pathway to help more people that aren't working the traditional nine to five for a giant company with a large 401k offering, more people are working for small businesses, small startups. Um, and it really allowed a, a clear pathway for some of these smaller companies to be able to retire or, or to be able to offer retirement uh, plans and opportunities to the their beneficiaries or their wor workers rather here. So while uh, uh, as we talk through a couple other things here, um, or as we go back to, let's go back to that Barron's article. One of the things that they talked about was um, how do we pass along uh, uh, legacy? How do we pass along wealth? And, and how do we 
find workarounds for the stretch I or, or, or for the secure act, um, uh, modifying and, and, and restricting the stretch IRAs. And for a lot of people, we look at Roth IRA conversions. If this is something that you haven't looked at in the past or haven't, uh, paid a lot of attention to, um, we've discussed quite a bit with clients and, and revisited the concept of, of Roth IRA conversions, you know, um, how, and, 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 and the, the rate that we do do that is really up to you, um, but it's something that I would really encourage you to look at for a couple of reasons. One, we look at, again, obviously the stretch IRA is going away, so you know what's the next best thing? Um, but not only that, but understand the current tax environment that we're currently in. Understand the current tax liabilities that you may currently have by converting these assets over, and more importantly, what do you think future taxation is going to look like? Um, if you've talked to me at any time, I you, you know my opinion about future taxation. I think we're in artificially and superficially low tax environments now. Um, but all of that opinion was formulated before COVID-19. That was before the coronavirus. That was before, you know, we just uh, willy-nilly decide to spend trillions and trillions and trillions. And, and you know, we're still in the middle of it. It's not over um, on this stimulus package. And as every dollar went out, and as I talked to everybody um, who, who who asked for advice and, and counsel on this, the one thing I made everybody certain of is that I asked the same question is, who do you think is going to pay for this at the end of the day? How are we going to uh, replenish the pot? You know, coming into this $24 trillion in debt as a nation before we started spending money on stimulus and COVID-19 uh, responses. And and at the end of the day, the, the, the virus will end and the bill will be presented. We have to pay this back. And so very simply put, what do you think the future of U.S. taxation will look like? What do you think the uh, 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 future of, 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 of our tax brackets will have to be um, just to be able to recoup the 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 uh, uh, amount of money that we're currently spending on, on COVID. Um, you know, another option to consider is life insurance. Um, again, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of life insurance. Um, I still to this day don't understand how or why it enjoys the tax treatment it does under the IRS code, but it does. Um, uh, life insurance is one of the few forms of, of, of true tax-free income in this country. Um, and so we look at life insurance and, and we can work with you to calculate what the estimated tax liability would be on your retirement accounts at your death. And we can back into what amount of life insurance we would need to provide to be able to pass on to your beneficiaries 100% of these retirement accounts. And, and the best part is some of the very best plans that we put together allow us to do this simplified tax arbitrage and for the most part, we take the premiums to fund the life insurance directly out of the IRAs. Um, and so while they'll, they'll continue to be taxed um, when you pass away, we're creating tax-free life insurance to come fill the gap of, of anything that comes out. And again, um, by funding them through the IRAs, we don't have uh, um, any strain on your, on your cash flow or budget. Um, and so 
The other thing I would I would encourage folks to look at is investigating uh, the creation of maybe a trust. Um, trusts are, are, are serve many purposes, but a trust might help out uh, with uh, um, creating legacy uh, distribution models uh, a little bit better. You know, these are some things that uh, I encourage you to be talking with your financial planner about. And if you do not have a financial planner, I encourage you to understand the difference between financial planners and financial advisors stockbrokers and insurance salesmen, um, you know, work with somebody that has your best interest at heart, not earning a commission, work with a fiduciary fee-based financial planner. So, well, folks, that is, uh, all the time that we have for this week. Uh, I hope you got some great ideas today that will help you take a step forward with your retirement strategy and a step back with some of your worries. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. I look forward to visiting again with you next week. Remember, if you missed us, you can subscribe to the show directly on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or you can check us out online anytime at MidwestMoneyRadio.com or call our offices toll-free at 877-797-4347. My name is Anthony Mayhew, and I hope you enjoyed our time together. Thank you, and be safe out there. Thank you for listening to Midwest Money. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Anthony Mayhew at Guardian Wealth Management. Call 877-797-4347 or visit them online at guardian-wm.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Guardian Wealth Management, LLC. Insurance products and services are offered through Guardian Wealth Management, LLC. Anthony Mayhew and Guardian Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.